All right. I guess we're here. That's it. Boy, that's an introduction. Yes. Rolling Toe Show starts on the 7th of July, 2022. Whoopee! And uh, we'll continue for roughly an hour. And if you want to talk to us, there's a phone number to call. There is a number. You can call. Oops, where'd it go? He lost the number. Yes, I did. I did, I did, I did. Hold on. It's right here. 855-950-3835. Say that's lower. Out there. Say that's lower. Lincoln, you got questions? Say that's slower. 855-950-3835. 3835. 3835. Correct. Okay. All right. And, uh, yeah, if you got questions about alignment, comments about us. Yeah, comments, Chrome. Chrome. If you know something about Chrome. Tireware and handling. Mm -hmm. No vibrations. Some vibrations. Mostly not. I got a call on a vibration last night at 10 o'clock at night. You did? Yeah. What? He's got a call. You got a call about a vibration at ten o'clock. Yeah. What was the complaint? Well, the 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 write up was that they said that the truck needs alignment because it's got a vibration. The guy checked the alignment. The alignment was fine. He's calling me to verify are these alignment settings right? I said, yeah, yeah. they're set right. I said, what was the vibration? He says, well, you get up around thirty five miles an hour and your seat and feet start shaking and 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 oh. I said, that's a driveline vibration. He said, yeah, I knew that. And I said, well, it's not alignment. He says, but the boss is telling I don't care what the boss is telling you. You know, you, this does not have an alignment problem. It's not an alignment problem. You got a driveline problem. Yeah. So we talked for a few minutes. I gave him some ideas of what to look for and how to check it. But mm-hmm. it seems like if a vibration shows up, the first thing they do is blame the alignment. Yes. Yes. That's uh, That seems to be... And it's unfortunate because there's just not enough uh, labor out there to get all the work done in the first place. So creating a shuffling of, uh, you know, wasting alignment text time with things that aren't their problem. Um, And that's why over the years I've learned how to diagnose where the problem's coming from so I can say don't come back to me go to talk to him because right. this is this and this don't bother me yeah, you can't you don't it, it's it's true that it's not alignment but it's very helpful if you can say no it's not alignment however you should be talking to this guy what I would really like is I would like the technicians to be properly trained to diagnose what's going on not just the alignment text correct correct if, uh, if everybody was on board on the same program and could and now my pessimism is going to come out. <laughs> the 80-20 rule. They, well, yeah. 80% of the good work's done by 20% of the people, which means 80% of the people don't know which way to go. Right, right. And that's, it, it also applies to independent shops. Any shop. Uh, you never know. You, your whole shop could be part of the 80, not the 20. Right. We just don't know. Scary. Or you may have one guy in the shop that's really good at, let's say, Cummins engines. Mm-hmm. And he's really good at Cummins engines. Yeah. He doesn't know anything about anything else, but he's really good at Cummins engines. So quit bringing the other stuff to him. Yeah. All right. We got, a, we got a couple of calls. Okay. Uh, the first one here is uh, somebody named Richard. 
And he's got a question about Hendrickson suspension. Okay, the first question I got for Richard when he comes on is, how is our volume? Uh, okay, sure. You and I doing okay. Hello, uh, Mike. Hey, uh, you know, I don't even know uh, the other host's name. That's Kevin. <laughs> I do That's know. Okay, Kevin. Oh, okay. Yep. Well, uh, Mike, your volume is a little low. Kevin's is really good. People keep telling me that, that my volume is low, and I keep adjusting the microphone trying to get it closer to my mouth. Yeah. The volume on the board is all the way up. How is it now? That's basically about the same. It might be a little bit, a little bit better. But I can hear you, though. That's no problem. Well, that's um, I've, I've got a uh, 07 uh, Wabash uh, flatbed trailer. Um, I think I was told that Transcraft is taking over them or building them for them now. But anyway, I, um, it's a Henderson suspension. And my, I got a Benson flatbed that's got the Henderson suspension. And on the Benson, it's got the uh, breakaway bolt that's torqued to, I think, 550 something like that. And it's got the little Correct. nipple on it that breaks off. My wall bash with the hinder suspension does not have that bolt on it. It has a regular bolt and a regular lock nut on it. You still um, have to have 550. Yeah. I took it down to uh, MD Alignment down in Ocala, Florida a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago and had it aligned and everything seemed to be good, but it, it started and it was the back axle was way off. It ate out my front, front tires on my front axle. Um, but I got it done, and a week later, I noticed that it was tracking off to the right this time instead of to the left real bad. So they uh, went back in and looked at it and thought that maybe the bolts might be uh, having an issue on it. So they checked made sure that there was, a, I guess, a washer on the bolt that goes through the bushing. Right. And he said that Whatever. there was a washer on there. Um, but I'm wondering, uh, that bolt, is there... Is that a good and proper bolt, or is there an upgrade on that, or am I just stuck with you what I got? What year? What year did you say it's, the trailer oh, was? Oh seven. Oh seven. It's possible that it had the hex head bolt on it in the first place, and it's still a one-use bolt that they uh, you can you, go you, back. If, it, if it's a standard bolt, you can use it twice. If it's a standard bolt, but you got to tighten it to five hundred and fifty foot pounds. But right. let's back off of that. Let's let's talk about something else here. Sure. Right. You say it's dog tracking to the right now. Uh, it was. It, it was, but now it's now it's uh, they got it aligned. Uh, I'm assuming they got it aligned one inch, both axes one inch to the left. But it was dog tracking uh, way off to the right. Okay. 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 Wait. Is it a 102 wide trailer? Yes. It's always going to dog track three or four inches to the right. In the right lane. Yeah, because of the width and the uh, yes. crown of the road. Yes. Yeah. So if I get out on a nice straight stretch of road and I look in the passenger mirror and I put my drive tires on the white line, the trailer tires are going to hang three or four inches over that white line. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. if that's the amount that you're talking about, I, I would quit worrying about it. You're, you're making work where it's not necessary. <laughs> Right. Well, I, that I'm not too much worried about that now because they had they they checked it out and 
And uh, but I was wondering about the bowls. I, I don't, and I don't know if whenever you buy a bushing kit, does it normally come with the new bolt? I can't remember I, if I it no did idea. or not. I don't buy those bushing. I don't buy those bushing kits. No, but I have, and Hendrickson provides a one-use bolt with all of their all of those suspensions all the way back to 2007. Even if it has a hex head on it, right, it's supposed okay. to be a one-use bolt. So if you got that gray painted. Uh, uh, they're one-use bolt. It's stretched, and you shouldn't be reusing it if that's the grade bolt that it is. And, okay. Uh, so, I you know, if if it was me, if it was my trailer, I would just go get the new bolts. Okay. All right. Uh, but that's what I was wanting to find out. I didn't know if I, if, if I would if if I should just go ahead and get the new bolts because, like I said, I don't remember if they did come with the bolts or not. Um. Mm-hmm. So and it's kind of hard to tell, I guess. Um, right. It's been a year since that's, I had it done. So. Right. That's why. That's why I would just just get the new get the, get new bolts because uh, and when you do that, if you haven't replaced the washers, replace the washers because they're supposed to be replaced if you're aligning it after three years. Yeah, it, it came. The washers came with the kit, the, the bushing oh, kit. Well then, you're talking, you the the kit, you're talking about the washers. You talking about you talking about the big uh, plastic washers inside, right? Right. right. Yeah, they those if, came with yeah. the kit. If you got the kit a year ago, then you got the new bolt, you got the new washer. Everything's fine. Okay, uh, that's what I was wanting to find out. Then. Okay. Right. Did my volume change at all, Toria? No, you it's still the same. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, hey, uh, what, one more question. Um, I am doing a poor man's lift axle because uh, I'm too cheap to buy, spend the $600 for the lift axle kit. And I am using a four inch uh, strap, ratchet strap. Uh, me ratcheting that axle up, that's not going to cause any pressure on on that alignment on that front axle, is that? I, I'm assuming it would, it's not. No, it shouldn't. Okay, it shouldn't that's, change that's, anything. Okay, because they was asking me about that, and I told them I didn't think that it would matter any. But I just wanted to double check with y'all. And y'all are the alignment guys. If you're only talking about a trailer, if you're only talking yes. about the trailer, if you if you lift it, you should know in your mirrors if it's if it's done anything. But it shouldn't be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. I appreciate y'all's help. All right. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Yes, sir. Right. All right. So that's one down, and we've got three more. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's uh, trailers and trailers. <laughs> oh, you lost the microphone altogether. <laughs> He's trying to move the uh, microphone closer to his mouth, and the whole thing just flew across the room. Okay, let's go that better all right let's do it we got here uh i don't know how to read this shark tire tire shark tire shark tire tire rick rick are you there yes is this click or clack clack is over here clack's over there clicks over here i got a 64 chevy impala i'm trying to figure out how to set the point can you guys help you with that? <laughs> yeah, you got to set the dwell, and then you want the gap at about eighty-five thousandths. Uh, eighty-five. Oh. 
It will not wear out tires. Right. <laughs> the tires will be fine. Ah, you guys are crazy, man. This show is so <laughs> much fun. true. That's true. <laughs> I, hey, I got a quick one for you. Tall tire, short tire. I have one that's uh, 10, uh, 10 30 seconds and 18 30 seconds. Am I going to have that's a problem holding those two together? Yeah. The difference between them should be no more than 4 30 seconds. Oh, crap. Oh, so I guess mm-hmm. I got to buy a new tire today. I was hoping you were going to yeah. get some good news. No, no good news there. Oh, crap. Just don't charge me. Being that you no. didn't give me any good news, you can't charge me anything. Well, well, the the bills in the mail probably where the check will be. Right. <laughs> hey, how bad do you think? Because I did that yesterday. How bad do you think I'm gonna? How much damage I'm gonna create dragging that thing for about 600 miles before I get it straightened out? I'm pretty bad. The oh, short right? tire, the short tire could be ruined. Yeah, it'll. Voltaire won't give a damn. Right. Short the tire. one that you're not replacing will be fine. Okay. And you think I, yeah. I, I would have that noticeably damaged in 600 miles? Very yeah. possible. Yeah. You, you might notice something. I, but, again, it's it's the tire that you're not replacing. So, Right. Right. If you okay. got to go 600 miles, I guess that's what you got to do. All right. I appreciate it, Tappert Brothers. You guys have a great day. You're welcome. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. All right. And we have another tire-related question, and this one is on uh, inflation. And this is from a guy named Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Good morning. It's Brian. 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 Okay, Brian. Yes, sir. I am have listened to you guys for quite a while, um, and it seems like every time I hear something about inflation, I always catch that the later half of it. Wondering if you can kind of run down uh, steer tire and drive tire inflation. Uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be 10 pounds over what the sidewall says. Okay, let me, let me, Um, let me, let me, I have a question after that. Okay. Okay. Can you hear me clear enough? Am I loud enough now? Absolutely. Okay, good. All right. right. Tires should be inflated relative to the amount of weight the tires carry. Your dual tires on a truck or a typical trailer, the axle is carrying 17,000 pounds. There are four tires. If you divide four into 17,000 pounds, each tire is carrying about 4,300 pounds per tire. The steer tires, if you've got a 12,000-pound axle and there's two tires on it, each one's carrying 6,000 pounds of weight. So the steer tires are carrying 50% more weight than the drive and trailer tires are. They should not have the same inflation because they're not carrying the same weight. Now, right. according to the tire engineers, the dual tires on the normal 22.5 application should have about 70 pounds of pressure in them. And that would be the minimum to carry the load. The minimum to carry the load. Now, that's what we started with when radial tires came out back in the 70s and 80s, and the tires were terrible. And over the years, we increased and increased, and we found that somewhere between 90 and 100 pounds, depending on the brand of the tire, they were pretty darn good. 
in so a trailer t- or a drive application. Yeah, trailer and drive. So we typically put 100 pounds back there. Then most mechanical shops decided, well, we can't teach our mechanics to put different inflation in the front tires and the rear tires. So they said, we'll just put 100 pounds in everything. They're the same tire. Now, with the tires that we ran before the fuel-efficient, smart-waste-certified, low-rolling-resistance tires showed up, 100 pounds worked okay. But as soon as we switched over to these low-rolling-resistance tires at 100 pounds, we started getting wear in the middle three ribs on the tires. And depending on the brand of the tire and the way the tire's constructed, it looked a little different, but it was always in the middle part of the tire. We found are those tires that you're describing the 22.5 tires, or are they? Oh yeah, 22.5, The low, yes, and when you say low rolling resistance, that's practically every tire built yeah, for the last. Almost nobody years. is building a tire that is not low rolling resistance now. They're all building low okay. rolling okay. resistance tires. Okay, so what we experimented with was we looked at the load and inflation chart. And on a low pro 22.5 14-ply tire, G-rated, the engineer says the minimum pressure that's supposed to be in that steer tire is 110 PSI. So we upped them to the 110. The tire wear pattern improved but didn't go away. We upped them to 120, and the tire wear patterns pretty well disappeared. So what we find is that on dual-wheel applications, 100 pounds fine. It's overinflated according to the engineers anyway. On the steer tires, we find if we go 10 pounds over whatever the sidewall says, we get much better performance. Okay. Now, did that answer your questions? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, perfect. I actually have one more after this. But, uh, we charge sure. double for the second question. Right, double. I, I, I knew you would. That's, that's yep. Fine. That's fine. That'll work. Um, okay. My second question is about alignment, and um, I, I understand that you have a uh, product or a, a guidebook of some sort or something that you kind of show the average Joe how to align their truck. I'm wondering yes. what that is, and I'm wondering, does it work for both my uh, uh, eight trucks and, like, my, my pickup at home? It'll work, then, uh, It'll work on a go-kart. Right. Okay. I didn't know if it was worth it. You know, if it's more, there's more to it with a with a pickup or last. Yeah. There's still still routine. Um, the book is called The Common Man's Guide to Wheel Alignment. You can find it on our website. Okay. You can find it on our website. You can also find it on the Let's Truck Store. Make it easier. Kevin, does, does, it, matter? does it matter to you which one we purchase it on? Nope. Nope, doesn't matter to me at all. I'm loyal to Kevin. You'll buy it through his store. That's perfect. I mean, you're already on the site. Yeah, you're already on the site. Um, you make the same 5% either way, right? 120%. <laughs> what are you talking about? We're making oh. money here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, just buy the book. It teach you, if you want to, it'll teach you how to use 30 foot of string, a tape measure, and a roll of duct tape, and you can align just about anything with wheels. Right. Awesome. And that's awesome. Okay. You bet. Generally, that, that sounds great. I appreciate. You're more than welcome, buddy. You have yourself a great day and drive safe out there. Yep. Will do. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Now you had a comment. You're going to. Yeah. Since generally all of all of our alignment settings apply to rear wheel drive vehicles on 
uh, frame. But they'll still work on a on a front wheel drive. I've used them. Yeah. I, I oh yeah. The settings. The yeah. Say, yeah. The measurements. The settings work a little bit. The 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 theories that we're working on are, are typically meant for rear wheel drive. Correct. Traffic. Correct. But uh, yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we actually we still have two more to go here. So let's look at this. Uh, I, I can't read all this, but it says something about airbags, straight up and straight it and set up. I don't know. Uh, we'll bring in this one talking about airbags. Yes, sir. Thank you for taking my call, gentlemen. Yes, no sir. Problem. What can we help you with? Okay, yeah. So this is something that I've heard before. You guys talked about, or maybe I've heard on another uh, uh, conversation, but. These airbags on the 2000, I've got a 2007 Great uh, uh, Line of Columbia, and sure. the lead spring kind of thick, kind of cockeyed or whatever. I was thinking about, you know, getting those suckers straight and then putting some mm-hmm. type of uh, bar uh, underneath those airbags, you know, kind of underneath the, the you know, something similar to uh, the Packard trucks, their Volvos, you know, how they have the bars and kind of keep those things uh, straight in the line. I didn't know if you guys had any uh, any suggestions on how to maybe uh, get those? What just, should I loosen up those two bolts? Probably, and, and then okay, okay, I okay. Do, let's stop. Let's, right? let's, let's stop. Let's let's stop. Let's stop. Okay. okay. That bar you're talking about is called a stretcher bar. And Freightliner does have a stretcher bar on their airliner suspension on their heavy duty model. But now let's talk about why the airbags get crooked. The weight. I had to mute that. Okay. The weight on the top of the truck pushes down on the airbag and pushes down on the spring hanger at the front. Mm-hmm. And they push down on the leash spring. Right. The Freightliner leash spring is bolted to the bottom of the drive axle. And as it pushes down, it pulls down on the U-bolts to transfer the weight into the axle. And this is as opposed to the Volvo and the Peterbilt that have that stretcher bar. Their leaf spring is sitting on top of the axle, and the weight of the truck is directly pushing down on the axle, so it's not transferring through the U-bolts. Right. The U-bolts just there to kind of hold it together. Because the Freightliner U-bolts are carrying the weight of the truck, every time you hit a bump in the road, you stretch the U-bolts a little more. And as the U-bolt gets loose, that leaf spring starts sliding toward the middle of the truck, and the airbags get crooked. Now... They don't just slide. They're also turning. That's why your airbags look crooked. Okay, now, the problem with putting the stretcher bar on is that's not going to prevent the U-bolts from getting loose. Correct. You're still going to have the alignment walking all over the place because the U-bolts are loose, but your airbags will be nice and straight. There's an added uh, detriment to that. As the, as the Freightliner spring turns in toward the center, it's it's turning at a at a at a small angle. It's filling the gap between the axle and the saddle as it turns in, right? By changing its attitude. If you keep the stretcher bar there, it doesn't fill the gap, and now the axle is floating over the springs, right? Which really loosens up your alignment. Right now, I'm going to unmute this. Can you get the? Can you get what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it's not going to. It's not going to help me anyway. There's going to be a lot of pressure on that stretcher bar, too, while we're at it. Right, right. right. Now, the International Truck copied the Freightliner suspension in 2005, mm-hmm. and they put a saddle underneath the truck that will, underneath the axle, will not allow the leaf springs to slide sideways, 
So the airbags on those trucks stay vertical, even though the U-boat's loose and the axle's walking all over the place. Right, and they got enough complaints on it that they took that stretcher bar out within a couple of years. Well, they never had a stretcher bar. They just had a stretcher bar. Right, didn't let it move. Okay. Right. Okay. So, yeah, that yes, our suggestion, is, our, our suggestion is keep yeah, the people tight. Go back and torque them every 50,000 miles. But don't worry about it. You can, you can push the bar, you can push the back end of those springs out and straighten your airbags out. And then take you that. But don't worry about keeping them that way. It's a symptom of a problem, it's not the real problem. Take my impact and just go ahead and just ratchet down on them every 50,000 miles. Yeah, well, exactly right. Now, there's, there's an added problem there. Uh, the weight that's sitting on the saddle, the, the weight of the trailer sitting down on the frame, sitting on the saddle, uh, pushing the U bolt, trying to stretch the U bolts, is sitting on the nut. It's all pushing down on that nut on the bottom end of the saddle. So, if all you do is torque up, you might not find that you're, you're getting any movement because it's possible that the threads are damaged. So, what you need to do is you need to loosen the nut and then tighten the nut to the proper torque. Then you know, you know, if you can't loosen it, the threads are damaged, you need a new U-bolt. If you can loosen it, then you can tighten it and everything will be fine. Okay? Well, and that was the a legitimate alignment question. Yeah. I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't get a whole lot of straight up legitimate alignment. Yeah. That's, that's a, so more people, if you, if you were thinking about a vibration question, but then maybe that inspired you to maybe talk about an alignment question instead, follow that lead. <laughs> All right. We, and, uh, now the number again to call here is 855-950-3835. But we do still have uh, at least one, maybe two calls coming in here. So uh, let's go with this one. This one says car repair. I'm really not sure what this is going to. Oh, I can I can imitate the click and clack voice. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Hello, car repair. Hello. Well, actually, it's tire repair, but it doesn't understand my accent. Tire repair. That's what you get for being from that foreign country. Tar. I'm a U.S. I'm a branded American. Trust there you go. Yep. <laughs> so what's I up? Raised the, I, I raised the IQ of two countries by coming here. So the average. Good but, for you. <laughs> Good. <laughs> <That's> excellent. <laughs> um, we need you. We need more of you. That's right. Uh, about a month ago, I called you and I had that, a Michelin trainer tire that had got a bolt in it right there on mm-hmm. the edge. And I sent mm-hmm. it away to get vulcanized. Mm-hmm. So... I went and picked it up the other day. It was it was ready. Took them longer to find it, but um, it was cheaper than a puncture repair. Sure. Cost me ten dollar. 
cost me ten dollars eighty six cents to get it repaired. That was it. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow. That's I, I cheap. Yeah, well, I was pretty surprised because I thought oh, I was probably going to be fifty bucks or something, but was still yeah. worth it. But or well, maybe he didn't want to look up the price, and he said, "I oh, just charge him ten bucks," and then they added the tax on. So, I don't well, know we need it. to know where that shop was, so everybody else can go there and get a ten dollar repair. Yeah, P and W Tire in Oklahoma City. There we and go. They have the re- P- they have the P and W. Yeah, like P&W. tire and wheel. Yep. Tire and wheel. Okay. Oklahoma yeah, City. So, okay. yeah, and they got the they got the um, the retreat plant right there. Cool. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah. That's good uh, information. I appreciate you letting us know. It was money well spent. Yes. All right. So, uh, anything else? No, that's we, it. You got our attention. We're good. All right. All right. Thank you have a good day out there. Yep, thank you. Thanks for the call. Bye. Bye. All right. I don't think it'd be worth it to drive from Des Moines to Oklahoma City for a flat repair, though. No, and, I mean, we don't literally drive large trucks, but, like, Discount Tire over here has been really great about just repairing them for free. Yeah, but that's not a car. That's a yes. Yeah, I don't think they do that. I'm, I'm still surprised that they actually do it for free. It's, it, a, it's a promotional it's thing. thing. Yeah. I, I mean, look at, look at us. How much free advice do we get? All of it. <laughs> All of it. Do, do you think the advice is worth anything? Uh, yes. It's, then why aren't we charging for it? Uh, to attract no, more no, no, people that's not asking why. for that's advice. Not why. The reason we don't charge for it is that I tried to charge for it when I wrote the first book, and nobody would pay for the damn advice. <laughs> so I gave up and said, fine, I'll give it to you free. Fine, we'll do it for free. It's, it's worked out. It's fine. All right. All right. We have one more here. One more, and then that's it. So I will mention this number again, 855-950-3835. 855-950-3835. If you have alignment-related questions or tires, we like tires. Or you want to talk about your astrology side. Right. I got a, one other thing after this. Uh, okay. Trailer axle oil recommendations. No clue. I don't know. Or maybe he's talking about something else. Let's talk to it. Hello, Canada. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's a little bit not complicated, but it's more than one question. Um, torquing my trailer axle bearings to your recommendations. Uh huh. And these sight glasses seem to be turning dark. I don't know if I'm running uh-huh. the wrong oil or if they're running hot or. I have no clue. Before. Okay. I've, I've never paid attention to that. Yeah, so I don't know. So yeah. if if they're turning dark, you need a better grade of cooking oil. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, can you can you wipe the oil off of the sight glass from behind? Yeah, you want extra no, oil. Uh, just because they have the inflation system, it's you can't uh, get in there. Yeah, it's a hundred dollar yeah. hundred dollar hubcap instead of a five dollar one. So yeah, mm-hmm. I have I I've seen them turn dark over the years. Uh, I've never had anybody tell me that's a big, exciting deal. Um, other than now that if you've got the airline coming out of there, you can't pull a little red cap out to see how much oil you got, right? Yeah, no. You have to have a flashlight. Yeah, I don't know how people handle that. It's, uh, see, I hate the automatic inflation system, so I would be ripping that off anyway. Right. We, but, we despise them. Yeah. Uh, and... and 
I don't, I don't, I've never actually talked to the manufacturers of them, but it's, it's, they're great probably for their entire warranty period, which is, I think about a hundred thousand miles. So they're not, (laughs) (laughs) I've got trailers with 60,000 miles and having trouble with the automatic. system, So I'm I'm not excited. Our whole issue with those is they don't tell you if they did anything or if they failed, you know, one tire alone could have a failed Schrader valve and it's, it never tells you. It just says it's still pumping a hundred pounds toward it. Right. So if I was going to have an automatic inflation system, I would automatically have a tire pressure monitoring system on it as well. Right. So we can automatically inflate when something's telling me what's going on. But this is not his question. No, his question that. is, the oil's turning dark. It's, it's is it fogging up the, the sight glass, so he can't tell if he's got enough oil in there. Right. So can anybody suggest to us how the hell you're supposed to tell if you got enough oil in that kind of a system when you can't see through the glass? Well, we have one suggestion. If you drill a hole through the sight glass, properly torqued. If you jack the position up uh-huh. and you spin it yeah. free without the brakes on, yeah, it should spin free for about two turns. That's bearing adjustment. That's not oil. Where it finally drags to because it's the oil that's dragging it to a stop. Right? No, 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 no. I'm not no. buying that. that no, I'm sorry. No, if the no. bearing's too loose, it'll spin and spin and spin, and it doesn't know if there's oil in there or not. That's right. another question. I think I'm going to drill a hole through the sight glass. <laughs> okay. Make we'll it about a, a half inch big hole so that you can really get your finger in there and see if there's any oil in there. And <laughs> then plug it. Oh, you want to plug it? I was just going to leave it open. <laughs> well, just chrome it. All right. Chrome it. Chrome that's it. it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. If somebody else has got an idea on how you're supposed to check the oil in that situation, let us know because I have no clue. Okay. You have a good day. Perfect. Okay. okay. You said you had something else after that phone call. Oh, uh, it was about inflation. So, uh, I think it's just, I was talking to one of our customers up there in, in Minneapolis this week who is, he started to doubt himself because his customers are coming back with all these chewed up tires. Mm-hmm but they're chewed up because of inflation mm-hmm. or balance or right. other problems. Right. And he had to realize after I had to calm him down and tell him, is there any feathering across the tire? There's no feathering. Then it's not you that's causing those tires to go bad. They're not maintaining the vehicle. Right. They're not maintaining the pressure. They're not maintaining balance. Right. You need a dynamic balancer. Uh, or in, in other ways, they're just, they, maybe they don't even have the right tires on in some cases. Right. But, uh, yeah, so well, if, you, if you're wondering what's going on with your tires, if you can feel feathering across them, then part of the problem, at least, is alignment. Right. All right. Now, in, in our research and in our exploring across North America, mm-hmm. 50% of the irregular wear we see on steer tires is from alignment. Correct. 50% is from something else. Right. And the feathered wear is your clue whether it's alignment or not. Driving trailer tires, in our experience, less than 10% of the irregular wear is from alignment. Right. 90% plus is something else. Over 90%. Yeah, and, and we got to this point for exactly the story Kevin just talked about. People came back and complained about my alignments. I checked the alignments are right. So then I had to find out what else was going on right. to get the guy off my back. 
What did you miss? I don't want to tighten bearings. I don't want to do inflation. I don't want to mess with lightweight axles. I don't want to rebush rear suspension. But all of that stuff affects tire life and handling, and then they blame it on the alignment. Right. We don't sell air, but yeah. we spend so much time talking about inflation. Yeah. I'd like to sell something that cures vibrations because I'm spending Correct. Time Correct. Well, about could we make some fluid that we could put in the truck someplace that would be a vibration dampener? Well, what if we had, what if we called it a vibration monitor? No, I don't want to monitor it. I want to kill it. <laughs> no, well, I don't know if we our could sell uh, a vibration killing liquid, but we could definitely sell a vibration monitoring liquid. Hmm. Uh, because that. I don't know if it, if it, uh, I don't know if, if it turns green, it's this thing. If it turns blue, it's that thing. If it turns yellow, it's another thing. Well, no, you're going to look how it shakes. It's sort of like, it's like, like the cup on the, on the Jeep in the, in the 1993. It's making little waves. It's this, you big the, waves. You that. The if you see white tops. <laughs> correct. 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 If, if the water is out of the glass, you're upside down. <laughs> right. Okay. All right. Okay. That, would, that would be cheap to make. <laughs> well, yes. And we could, I mean, if we could just have a way to attach it to your dash so that you could monitor. Super glue. Super glue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. They wouldn't care if we super glued a cup to their dash. <laughs> Why would you? Why would you? Okay. All right. We got we got another call here about airbags again. Okay. So let's hear what this one's about. How are you there? Well, okay. You guys, there. Not to beat a dead horse. Yeah. Not, not to beat a dead horse here, but just to clarify. So when I'm going to straighten out those leaf springs, what is the best right. way to do it? Do I need a ram? Uh, or I need a bar? A port of power works. Right. A port of power works really nice. You loosen the U-bolt on one side, put the port of power underneath the airbag against the leaf spring on one side, and underneath the airbag against the leaf spring on the other side. You pressure it until the airbag straightens out. You tighten the U-bolts. Then you loosen the other U-bolts and you push the other way. Mm-hmm. But I've also done it with a five-foot-long bar with one guy standing up on the tire with the bar down through the frame and the release spring, and he's pushing the release springs over, and then we tighten it up. You can do it either way. Right. Okay. All right. Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Thanks, guys, for taking my call. You bet you, buddy. You have a good day. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for calling. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. Nobody, no calls? Oh, no, we got two. Damn. I wanted to talk about this invention idea. The, 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 the vibration monitor? The, the killer. I'm still the killer. killer. You still think we You want to monitor, I want to kill it. Well, let's all both. <laughs> I, I'm. All right. Well, now, what do you mean by a vibration killer? I don't know. I just want to be able to go up to the guy selling something. He puts it on the truck, and the vibrations are gone. Because then he'd be happy. Yeah. Now, as far as a vibration, what we know of a vibration is I don't. I don't know shit. It, it, it doesn't. You don't have a vibration until it's got enough force to lift the vehicle. Basically. No, no, it right. won't lift the vehicle. You can have a vibration going up through the truck. It's, right. it's a harmonic vibration. Those are harmonics. And I want to kill those, too. Right, but those are, those are related everything. to uh, driveline. I want to kill the driver. I want to kill, kill the, the driver. I want everything dead. Well, okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the thought I had was, how about if we just made it a lot heavier? <sighs> and so the liquid would just be a I, giant I got to think about this. Let's, let's handle a phone call. All right. Think about this. All right, you think about it. 
So we got one on tire inflation here, which if he starts talking about vibration, even though he said tire inflation, I'm going to send him some more that. Hello, tire yeah, inflation. Yeah, it's me again. Um, yes, sir. The tire right. inflation systems. Uh-huh. I oh, thought yeah. all of those. I thought all those axles were grease filled, not oil filled. No, they're oil filled. Well, yeah, the tire inflation system doesn't depend on grease or oil. They run a pipe, a tube through the trailer axle, out through the end, and there's a T. Yeah. And so the air is contained in a small tube. Yeah, well, I've got air inflation on my trailer, but all the all the trailers I've seen. That grease-filled axles, not oil-filled axles. Well, they do, they do it with up. both because the because the the air is in the tube that's inside the axle, right? Yeah. So it, it's yeah, it's it's you can have an oil-filled trailer hub or a grease-filled. Trailer. Yeah, it'll do it with either. Yeah. I guess, I guess it depends on whose axle you buy because all the right. Hendrickson ones I've seen they're all grease-filled. So who yep. knows? Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Okay. Okay, thanks. You betcha. Right, no problem. Bye. Hi, right, right, What else we got? Uh, got, got one more. Oh, balance beads. Oh, I love balance beads. All right, let's talk about the balance beads. You put, you put the balance beads in. Go ahead. Is he online? He is just about, he is there. He's here? Okay. You hey, use the balance beads with extra no. virgin olive oil. The extra virgin olive oil. Balance. Then it works. Well, I got All a right. tough one for you here on balance beads, Mike. Okay. Um, this is Mike from Mercer. How you doing, buddy? Nice talking. I'm to you. pretty good. Yourself? Yeah. So I'm on my truck here. I carry a '64 Volkswagen dune buggy with me. Okay. And when we <laughs> okay. get somewhere, I go running around in this thing here, and I yeah. had a vibration, so I pulled off the front tire, and yeah. so I put disc brakes on it. So it has a machine hub. So I pulled off the front tire, and that machine hub sits there and went whoop 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 whoop, and sent it and balanced itself down at the yeah. Yeah. So I, I was shocked that a machine hub would be out of balance like that. So what I'm yeah. wondering, mm-hmm. if I took off the static weights or even less static weights on, can I put beads inside a 15-inch tire to balance yes. the hub? Yes, but let me explain what the problem is going to be. And okay. having hubs that are not balanced or having drums that are not balanced or having brake discs that are not balanced is not unusual. It does happen. No. Okay? All right. So. I put balance beads in the wheels and tires on my Chevrolet, what the hell was I driving? Malibu. A Malibu station wagon. Not a station wagon. It was a car. I had a Malibu here. And I put balance beads in it. Oh, yes. Yes. The white one. And they were, what, 16-inch wheels. Right. Right. Now, the problem I had was I found that if I took off nice and slow, and gradually built up speed, the beads that were in the tire would gradually move around and they would self-balance very nicely and it worked good. Mm-hmm. But if I did a jackrabbit start, I could spin the tire up to the point where the beads were locked by centrifugal force against the inside of the tire before they reached the balance point. And I had a terrible vibration until I slowed down and then accelerated slowly to let them disperse again. All right. So my personal experience is that I'm not impressed about putting balance beads in, in small a small tire that can be accelerated fast. However, Centromatic and maybe Balance Master sell smaller discs. And those work fine because you don't have the abrasive resistance of the tire preventing the beads from moving around to where they're supposed to be. Right. So 
In that application, I would be calling either Centromatic or Balance Master and see if they got something that will fit your vehicle. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I doubt they do, but this is the old wide five Volkswagen bolt pattern. Well, it's... I, I, I don't know. Yeah. They, they, they make yeah. them for motorcycles. They make them for all sorts of things. Yeah. So I would, I would ask them what, okay. they, what they've got for okay. And if desperation comes, put the balance speeds in and see if they work. I mean, it's not that much money. Right. But well, I will warn you. If I, well, if it, I was my question was if I was going to do it, how much speed would you recommend for like a, a fifteen inch tire? Uh, number of ounces. Oh, I think I use six and a half ounces, seven ounces is yeah. what I wound up using. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like this works because it's kind of a zippy little car, and and that's part of the fun of it's taking off quick. <laughs> exactly, exactly my point. And right. I didn't want you to jump into it and then be pissed because I didn't warn you this could happen. Especially since that six and a half ounces of beads, if it isn't spun up right, it's just making it worse. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, 10-4. Well, let's see what Balance Master is. is Balance Master is what you called it? Balance Master is one of them and Centromatic is the other. They both right. make those ring balancing systems. Right. They're both, they're both work. And I know Balance Master or Centromatic makes them for motorcycles, right. so they're used to something that accelerates quick. So so the bolt pattern may not even really be important. It's just the size of the ring, and you can drill whatever hole in it you need. Okay. Yeah, copy on that. So 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 so, yeah. so since the beads are in a steel tube, they won't have the friction. If you take off quick, it'll allow them to still move around? Well, that's why I use the extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> Well, they've got oil in it. It's in, it's in an oil. Pack. Yeah, the rings have oil in them. Yeah, it's shotgun shot with oil in it, so that right. there's there's no resistance in the movement. The balance masters is liquid mercury, right? So there's no resistance to the movement. Okay. Right. okay. And if you put extra virgin olive oil in your tires and put the beads in, it should work fine. <laughs> That's yeah. a possibility. Not virgin no. olive oil. It's got to be extra, extra virgin. virgin olive oil. Extra virgin. Okay. Hey, you know, but I find it interesting that a machine hub can be out of balance. You think this thing would be spun, and a machine that it would be perfectly balanced. You yeah. think? You think? You think? <laughs> okay. How yeah. about the time I was up in Canada and this guy had this terrible vibration problem, and it shook so bad once he reached about thirty miles an hour, it would throw the driver out of the seat. Right. Okay. And so they were trying all this stuff to fix the problem, and I said, "Okay, fine." What other repair work was done on the vehicle when this started? Oh, they put new brakes on it. On the front? Yeah. New drums? Yeah. I said, I want you to take the drums off and put them on a balance machine and see if they're balanced. One of the brake drums was 36 ounces out of balance. Hmm. Brand new brake drum. How can that happen? Well, uh, when the drum is built, it gets to a certain point, they put it on a balance machine, and then they either weld weights on to counter it and balance it, or they gouge metal out to balance it. Right. This particular drum went all the way through the line and skipped that step. Oops. Anything can happen. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so maybe that would be my best choice, to just take these disc drums off, disc, disc hubs off, and, and see it, put them on a balance machine? If somebody's willing to do it. Right. Okay. Well, anybody's going to do something for money. There you go. <laughs> and, okay. So, so, so the machine, the balance machine, it doesn't care if there's a big tire on it or a small hub, does it? Nope. Not really. Okay. All righty. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate your help All again. Right. You have a great problem. Bye. Bye. Okay. That was, that was 
That was all of the current calls. We've got a few minutes left for anybody that wants to uh, call in. Our number here is 855-950-3835. You know, in the front of a truck, mounted on the front of the engine, they have a vibration dampener. Yes, they do. I think we need to add a vibration dampener to the back end of the truck. Add to the back end of the truck. We've got one at the front. Right. You don't have one at the back. Why not? So if we build some sort of a vibration damper that we could sell, that would go to the trucks, and it could be mounted on anything, and it would kill the vibrations. Hmm. Like a shock. Then you don't have to fix the trucks. No more fixing trucks. No, Just no. You don't have the Look at all the money you would save. Right. Okay, I've had guys who spent thousands of dollars trying thousands to get rid of the vibrations. Thousands. Just sell them this vibration damper. It mounts on the frame of the truck. It kills all the vibrations. Kills your vibrations. Vibration dampener. A killer. That would be help. I think we could do this. i got to figure out how to build it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Better get on it. We'll call Q. You know, the guy that builds all this G-Wiz stuff for, for uh, James Bond? Uh, yes. I bet he could build me a vibration dam. Probably. probably. Yeah, and he's available now, I think. Yeah, they're out of work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, or did he quit along with everybody else? I have no idea. Okay. Anyway. He got shot. <laughs> All right. So, anything new for the next week? For the next week, um... I know I'm going to be on the TMC's uh, Tech Talk. Really? On Tuesday. Of at, next week? Of next week. Wow. It's a half hour show. All right. I know I've got to do that. Um, I, I, got, I got nothing, man. I'm, I'm a, oh, it's I, just another wonderful summer week. I got the pins out of you my did. hand. And now I'm going through torture, the therapy thing, trying to get my finger to move again. You're and about 60% back. Well, the, the, I understand. when the bone heals, right? I, I asked the doctor, I says, if I take two pieces of metal and I butt weld them together, I instantly the joint is stronger than the surrounding metal. Correct. I said, but if I glue them together, there's a curing time. Correct. So I said, what's the curing time on my finger? He said, one year. One year. He says, right now, four or five weeks out from when we put it back together, you're probably 60%. Mm-hmm. In another three or four weeks, you'll be 80%, but it'll take a year to be 100%. Sure. Now, so do you have to wait three or four weeks or a year to start base jumping again? Base jumping is off the list. Off the list completely. Yeah, they, I've been told by the boss, the boss uh, that that's off the list. All right. But what I've got now is that during this four weeks where it was stationary and allowing the bone to heal. Well, all the ligaments and tendons in the finger and the hand said, screw we're just going to stay here. And uh-huh. now the torturer is trying to get me to move them all, and, and I'm having a lot of fun with that. Yeah, yeah, it sounds fun. Oh, yeah, yeah. But Justin, I asked if it was easier, and you said it doesn't matter. That just They keep uh, doing it till it hurts. Yeah, she said, I said, well, I'm worried about pushing it too far. She says, the hurt will be It'll hurt bad enough. You'll quit before you break anything. (laughs) Thank you very much. Great. All right. We have somebody named Perry here. Perry. Uh, Something about oil and Perry. Maybe this is a guy can tell us about oil sites. Yes, sir. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, we drop and hook a lot of company trailers, and they added those Halo automatic inflator gizmos on there, so you yep. can't even see if it. You can't even see if it has a window. Hello, can you hear me? Uh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you fine. So, so, so anyway, what I started doing is I got to crawl under there with a little flashlight and look and make sure the seal is dry on the back side. I figure as long as it was full to begin with. It's good. <laughs> I don't know what right. else to do. There it's all go. an assumption yeah. at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's uh, that's the story. That's uh, I guess that's the best way to do it. Yeah, no, it's a I company trailer, and I I figure I covered the base. So I mean, what more can I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea. This this is it gets weirder and weirder as we get into this, and and I appreciate you calling, but I have no. How about if we drill a hole in the side of the axle? Well, no, that wouldn't be no. because there's no oil in the axle back there. Right. Hopefully Maybe we not. need to drill a hole in the hub and put a dipstick in it. A dipstick. Go there you go. Uh, it would work. It would work after it sat for a, few, a while. But what if the dipstick uh, at the bottom? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> true, true. We're gonna have to think about this. It, All right. It, All right. If the hubcap, if the hubcap has a drain plug, I guess you could pull the drain plug out of the side. You know, some of them used to have a drain plug in the side That's and good. rotate yeah. the tire until you got it right on the warrant. Yeah, that'd be real yeah. convenient. I could see a lot of guys yeah. doing that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, I, yeah. hey, I got one more quick question for you. Uh, on our new trailers, they got the big super single tire, but they got no shock absorbers. How do you get away with that? The Hendrickson Company designed an airbag that has a shock built into the inside of the airbag. Right. Is that right? right. That's clever. Yep. Yep, the rebound control is inside the airbag. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, that explains it. All right. Yep. We got All righty. Thanks a bunch. You Thanks have a good day. Yep. Talk to you later. All right. You too. All right. All right. Bye. What's this call? What's right. this? One more call. Uh, I always got a sales pitch for a vibration. Oh, cool. Cool. Give me an idea. All right. This is Richard. Hey, hey Mike. I, I got a solution to your vibration dampener for your truck. Awesome. You got a vibration dampener on the front of the engine. You got centromatic yep. wheel balancers on the wheels. Yep. But nobody's made a, a centromatic uh, balancer for the drive shaft. Well, yeah, they do. Uh, all yeah, they do they is balance all they do is balance do they? Yep. yep. Oh well, that that solves the problem right there, don't it? Well, I'm going to solve part of it, but what if the vibration is coming because the clutch is starting to deteriorate and the, and the thrust bear, uh, springs in it are falling apart, and now you've got a vibration from there? Or what if you got a vibration because the engine motor mounts are getting loose and the engine is bouncing off? I want something that's going to kill oh, all the vibrations. I've got I've got the solution right there. Just okay. make the vibration dampener for, and, uh, for the driver's ass. <laughs> yes. We're going at it from the wrong direction. We'll put the vibration dampener in his Yeah, the wrong direction. That's where they feel it at, ain't it? Cool. Right, right. cool. <laughs> All right. We'll work on that. Y'all are a hoot. Yes, we are. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye.
Very they, good. Got, they got they got really really nice seats out there now. Yeah, they do have some nice those Bosch sure. or Bose. Is it the Bose seat? Bose or Bosch, probably both, something like that. But then I heard I was reading something recently that they quit making them. I don't know if they actually quit or if it was what? just a I don't know. I'm not smart enough to figure this stuff out. I'm barely handled with round, black, and dirty tires. That's it. Yep. If we could just get that done. Yep. Okay. Do we have time. any more calls? We don't have any more calls. Are we about done? We. I think we are about done. We're going to do this uh, again next Thursday? We will be here next Thursday, and uh, we'll have a really fun and exciting show. Probably have a guest or something. I'm going to work on this vibration definitely. Right and here. yeah, maybe we'll have more ideas. Maybe it'll be Chrome. We don't know. Definitely Chrome. It'll have to have Chrome. <laughs> no doubt about it. All right. Well, this has been a great show, and we'll talk to y'all when we come back uh, in a week. Let's see. Yes, one week from now. Thank you, guys. Bye.